0: When the world has got you
1: down Alzheimer's sucks. It's an equal opportunity disease that chips away at everything we hold dear. And to date, there's no cure. So until there is, we continue to fight with the most powerful tool in our arsenal. Love. This is Love Conquers Alls. A real and really positive podcast that takes a deep dive into everything Alzheimer's. The good, the bad, and everything in between. And now, here are your hosts, Susie Singer Carter and me, Don Priest.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Susie Singer Carter.
1: And I'm Don Priest, and this is Love Conquers Alls. Hello, Susan.
0: Hello, Donald. We are having a delay issue, so. We
1: are. It's as if I'm in Europe or in maybe Mongolia right now, when I'm literally like 11 feet from you, yeah. and we have this like massive delay, and and I think it's intermittent, so it really makes for great, great broadcasting.
0: And good conversation, because then I can just run right over you. It
1: does. It flows. It
0: flows so nice. (laughs) My gosh. Anyway, we'll spare you all this boring (laughs) crap, but... Today is gonna to be exciting um, I found we have going to talk to another incredible advocate for our uh, seniors and um, their well-being and it's really fascinating and um, it's 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 amazing to, to keep discovering how many amazing people are out there doing doing just you know work that that nobody's really applauding like it's really hard work right
1: well because they care it's just because they care they care for other people they don't it's not just about themselves and um you know
0: and sometimes it's a big fat vendetta no i'm kidding
1: (laughs) yeah which it should be (laughs) which is more fun that way
0: i'm mad as hell and i'm not gonna take it anymore Wow. Do you remember that movie?
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Network, remember? I sure do.
1: Yeah. That would be Network. I yes, just said that. Indeed.
0: Network. There goes our delay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. Anyway, Don, what
1: <laughs> Well, let's get to it. Shall I introduce our fabulous guest?
0: Uh, yeah. Except can I just out H&M? I'm wearing an H&M sweater. That's brand new. Uh-oh. And I just put it on yes. because it's a happy color. It's a royal blue. That I love, and look.
1: Oh my God!
0: That is not good. Is that
1: maybe it's that your biceps are so big they just tear through the uh, the uh,
0: the material?
1: The I, I don't think that's yeah. That's let's go with that. It's I'll go with very that Hulk, She-Hulk like.
0: Okay. Anywho. Yeah. See, please inter- We have proof now. Yeah. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Can we get quality anywhere? That's the question. All right, go Don. Introduce our, our amazing guest.
1: Jacqueline Ryan is a successful realtor and a USA Today and Wall Street Journal best-selling author whose world was turned upside down when her parents were no longer able to take care for themselves. She was thrown into the deep, dark wormhole of senior health care without warning or knowledge after caring for her dad for over five years and her mom under hospice care for six months jacqueline quickly learned the world of home health care agencies is riddled with what she calls inappropriate and unscrupulous scaretakers armed with her and others powerful personal stories plus extensive research on this undeniable problem jacqueline is sharing this life-changing information through her enlightening and often gut-wrenching book caregivers, scaretakers, exposing fraud in senior care. A sought-after speaker, consultant, and workshop presenter, Jacqueline hopes to revise the process for those looking for appropriate and trustworthy care for their loved ones. And we're so looking forward to sharing her journey today with you. So without further ado, let's say hello to Jacqueline Ryan.
0: Hi Don. Hi Susie. Hi Jackie. Hi Jackie. So happy to have you on uh, Love Conquers Alls. I feel like we're very kismet. I feel like uh, you know you call yourself a reluctant expert in the field of senior advocacy, right? And yes. I, 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 I second that emotion yes. so deeply because I have become the staunch advocate,
2: and you know unwittingly, unwittingly, right yes, yes we we have our life, and then something happens, and it's a life changing moment, isn't it yes, it, work, it is and uses. and and the either you embrace it like you and I,
0: and which is and, and there's no judgment, either you do and you want to and and for me, it's been a way of of dealing with this situation that I just find. Incredibly shocking, like I was sucker punched, you know, by learning how our system really works. Um, And, and I just, and the way for me to grieve my loss of my mom was, is to, you know, vindicate her a bit and everybody else that has been in this situation and hopefully, you know,
2: hopefully, By the time you're 20, 40, 30 years from now, somebody's going to be taking better care of us. Let's hope. Let's hope.
1: (laughs) God willing.
0: So, so yes. So, and other people, I get it. will just go, I've done. I've done my job. I did well. And I also say that was you, whoever, if that's your choice, I applaud that too. Right. Because that, that is not that maybe that's not your purpose and that's Okay that's okay too we you know we all have to to find out where we what lane we need to be in and yeah. this for me feels good and it sounds like it feels really good for you as well
1: because
0: uh, yeah. yeah you wrote a book with a great title i love titles you know caretaker no caregiver caretaker so yeah. before we were recording you said to me we are both similar. We're almost doing things in parallel, but you're doing it from the inside and I'm gone the outside. So explain what you
2: mean. Well, I'm more focused on the home care agencies. My parents never went to a nursing home, so to speak, maybe rehab after the hospital. I saw enough of that there. Um, but the home care agencies it really is like the wild west it really still is there's no regulatory oversight of these home care agencies there's not and Mm -hmm. you know i don't know how to open an agency i guess i just could get licensed maybe i'll be background checked but my workers are supposed to be background checked but are they really Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in my in my career of commercial real estate I have sold real estate in the state of Texas in the state of Arkansas and in both states I have been fingerprinted and background checked so even if I was not in your house Susie and sell your little piece of dirt in LA and I'm not even in a house I have been fingerprinted and background checked and so everybody needs to be aware of The real estate associations do require that of people, of us, coming into your home or selling a piece of dirt, not even being in your home. However, the people coming into our vulnerable loved ones' homes to take care of them while they're sitting there incapacitated might not be background checked, and they are not fingerprinted in the state of Arkansas. I cannot speak for the other states. I am working on legislators here in my state To get laws passed to require fingerprinting and background checks on an annual basis. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so it's so interesting because I was
0: looking at you know your your list of complaints. You know, for lack of a better word, and and you know it 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 mirrors what's going on in the facilities. And when you you know so so much so like you said, you know, well I love what you say about raising the bar on caregivers. We'll raise the bar on the quality of care. Well, that go, that goes without saying, right? I mean, we are severely understaffed despite CMS's you know, most recent edict of, of you know minimum staffing, which is well below what we really need. Mm-hmm. and um, and that was just all pre- performative and and you know optical illusions to get to have everybody go, "Oh, yay, CMS is doing something. Mm-hmm. Baby steps after fifty years. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but, but, and they are not, and so the people that the quality of care is, is, you know, it's, it's rare now because they're not being paid enough because they're not given an, enough, you know, training and, and, you know, and that's what's going on. And the people that are very good at their job don't want to work there anymore because it's, it's not a, it's not a healthy place for
2: them to to thrive as caregivers, providers, correct? Correct. They care. You can't care. They can care too much where it hurts their heart, where they see, and they have to leave. Mm-hmm. And so then our loved ones are in a place at, at the loss of somebody else to be taking care of them. And it's interesting, Susie, is I have two friends who are RNs who train nurses, So they are in the interim, not necessarily coming into a nursing home by no means. It might be into the hospital or to a Mm doctor or something, and they train the nurses. And I said, can you tell in the first few days whether these people really care or won't care? And they said, oh, yes, we can tell if they will care or won't care. And if you're not in the care of humanity, go do something else go get in go, a, yeah go get in the numbers go do a desk job don't care for humanity then if you yeah. can't care. You said there's no oversight you know or regulations for mm-hmm.
0: the home care industry. Now when we're talking about facilities nursing homes and long-term care, we say there's no oversight, and there's no regulations, but what we're really saying is there's some regulations, but there's no oversight and, and or very little oversight. And the, and the oversight that's there is, again, to, to quote myself, is performative mm-hmm. and, and optic. And for the most part, if there is any kind of um, you know, penalty that's happened because it's just blatant, it's mm-hmm. at the best a slap on the hand and the cost mm-hmm. of doing business. Sure. For Thanks. the people that are doing the the infractions,
2: yes. The uh, an incident comes to mind. I have an elderly gentleman friend, and his wife had Parkinson's in a nursing home up here. And this eighty six year old man was setting traps in his wife's room. Now, what does that mean? So here is, and he's he's a sly dog. He's sly, so he would put a cup someplace on the table or something, or he would put a pen someplace and he'd come in the next day to see if the cup had been moved, to see if his wife had been changed to see if she'd been given a cup of water. He was Mm. setting traps, this 86 year old man. And he had a list of complaints. I said, I will go with you if you like, but I will go with you to talk to the administrator about that. So here's this 86 year old man setting traps in a in a room, <laughs> right? Well, I don't doubt it. I mean, you know,
0: mo- many people are in are completely cognitively, you know, adept and and are have their wits about them. They may just have you know a physical ailment that they, <laughs> that is impeding their their you know functionality. But so are they? But is there no regulation then? Is what you're saying? Because I I think that's what I've heard is that there is no. Federal reg-
2: regulations on correct. home care. That okay. is so correct. Federal. There's, it's state by state. Um, right. Actually, And I, um, a gentleman I came across who owned one of the agencies I wrote about in my book, which he didn't know that at the time. And he was saying, well, there's, he was the one that told me, well, there's no regulatory oversight on it. And I didn't know. Um, now, if the agencies accept Medicaid... Then DHS might get involved. But what it's is DHS? Great. Can you tell just uh, so in case someone of doesn't know? Services, adult protective okay. services, and I'm going to bring up a uh, picture of my dad for a example because I called DHS after my dad had fallen at his house with his black eye oh, wow. and stitches Aww. in his head.
1: No. And Bless so, his
2: heart. I DHS, yes, and I called DHS a couple times. They finally came out. They went down. They interviewed him. Of course, a caregiver was there. I don't know which one. But no, they did not fall report. No, it was okay. Hey, he's uh, being fed. He's got a roof over his head. He said he's fine. So, there you go. No, DHS would not do anything. No. In right. fact, in one of my chapters, uh, DHS forcibly. removed a 91-year-old woman from her home here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Her three adult sons were out of state. A caregiver that was taking care of her um, had reported to DHS that this woman was, uh, you know, not well. Her home was very cluttered. She was not letting on to her sons probably how dire the situation is, or maybe she didn't even know how dire the situation was. But um, DHS had texted my friend that they were going to go by for a welfare uh, welfare check with the entire premises of having the police with this woman to remove his mother from her home. It took over three hours. How horrible is that for you knocking on the door and somebody with a policeman is going to remove you from your home? And they put her in a facility for about a week for uh, observation and then put her, as she called it, I went and saw her in a, quote, hell hole. And it is, was. And she seemed pretty cognizant to me. And it took about her uh, about three weeks for her sons to come up here for a court date. They had to wait for the court date. There's no sense of them coming up until there was a court date to get custody of their mother and get her out of here as soon as possible. How is that possible? Can you explain that? Because so, so the, so the
0: state had custody of her at that point, but how, how, how does that happen? So what a doctor, a doctor reports the, the, uh, uh, competency
2: of this, of this, of this person. Is that correct? Yes. And I, I joined the three adult sons at the court and the judge was looking back at us like, why are these people here, why are we here? Because this was not a typical neglect case. Here's the three sons, they're well off, they're out of state, Alabama, Georgia, Florida. I'm here locally, uh, albeit maybe a little too late, but I'm here. And, you know, she was in a place, she was so cognizant, actually Susie, when I came in and brought her a couple of things, I, did. I brought her a little bear that was on her bed. I, the gentleman had mailed me a key, and I brought her a couple of things. And just, oh, Jackie, well, can you bring me this and this and this and this? So I brought her the DVD player the next day so she'd see Downtown Abbey or whatever. whatever. And then she says, no, take it all back because it'll be stolen. And she uh. and yeah, I did. And the bear was gone within a week's time.
0: So yeah. So, so what? So, let me backtrack a bit. So, you yeah. say you were there for this woman and the sons. Like, how did you? How were you involved in it? How did you? Or
2: as a sort of like a, a unofficial a budsman? Is that? Well, no. I was, um, you know, I do real estate. So then I was asked to prepare a house for sale and get it on the market. And you know, the boys. Came in town, got a dumpster and just started throwing stuff in the dumpster so we could, and I got a landscaper to prepare her home for sale and everything. Her home is vacant. There's there's no security, nothing. I mean, it's like over July 4th weekend, people know the home is vacant, and they were some kids who had been doing some fireworks in her driveway or something over there in town, and the place the place had gotten overgrown. Uh, you know her mail was so she was
0: taken out of her home and you as a real estate agent came in and saw what was going on and so you stepped in as just a a good citizen yes yes. who are you jackie ryan (laughs) i mean my
2: god that's that's crazy (laughs) that's amazing thank you and that's what i mean Susie. is my career has been real estate and then all of a sudden not only my dad's story which was about a six-year story condensed into 30 pages my mother's story of six months condensed into a few pages but then i'm running into all these people i'm dealing with this one gentleman i said and he was in texas i said you're so lucky your mom's in a nice home down there he says, well let me tell you why she is you know, home care agency, Maria was taking the money from his mother and giving it to her husband who was getting uh, divorced from her to go to Mexico, blah, blah, blah. And the CPA ended up calling the son about all this money leaving her account. You know, yeah. it's it's
0: it's interesting because it's it's like what you deal with more, more often than not in, in home care is – financial abuse right because once somebody like my mother gets into long-term care at that stage in her life you either have paid down all your money been made to so that you can get into a home because medicare doesn't take take you know do long term so has to have a you know what less than two thousand dollars whatever it is depending on the state and then you can you know then then medicaid will step in and and cover your facility your your residence and so, but but with home care, it, you can still be on Medicaid
2: in home care, I, I imagine, right? Or but not? Certain agencies will accept that. Only certain agencies will accept that and that's what I've learned that, oh, maybe DHS could have stepped in then. But if it's private pay, nobody's gonna step in, nobody's gonna do anything. Um, when I was having issues with the agency or this particular caregiver, uh, that was taking tens of thousands of dollars from my dad, uh, accepting, receiving, however you want to term it, um, the sheriff's department, DA's, uh, district attorney, nobody. Because why? Because I'm the whiny little daughter. I'm not exactly. Yeah, you know. Girl That's from. right. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! You better believe. Yeah,
0: we yeah. have PTSD from that.
1: So when you contact, I mean, we're gonna, we've got a lot to cover as far as like starting off. You know, you know, finding the the yeah. you know quote unquote the right person to take care of your if there are any. Yeah. Um, I, I are they having you sign? something that says we are not liable for anything that happens. And if, and if they do say don't have that, obviously your recourse is It can't be enforced or no one's enforcing it, but there is, what is What does that look like when you say, okay, I'm going to go with, you know, you and you're going to bring somebody into your home.
0: Like what is their liability?
2: Well, you you know, my dire mistake, any of our dire mistakes, we're in a crisis mode. Something happened, yep. and we're in a crisis mode i didn't interview three or eight care agencies. I interviewed one somebody I knew of, and there I went and You just fine, you could probably do a thirty day uh out clause, something like that. There is supposed to be something done like if you want to hire this caregiver personally and quit paying the agency, you might need to do a termination and pay the agency ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, give them a termination fee, and then you could hire the caregiver direct. And that was discussed too with this particular caregiver, but it didn't happen. And I tell you, at first, I just thought that the owners didn't know what was going on. And I dare say that I considered the owners my friends because I'd stop in their office and they just thought the world of my dad and, you know, and we would talk and all this, but as time wore, years wore on. Uh, and then when she, uh, the scaretaker confessed, told me in front of a neighbor that, oh, she'd been in jail before for meth years earlier. And I did find her a picture on mugshot.com and No wonder she had a beautiful smile because her teeth weren't real. Yeah. Um, And I went to the agency about this. I said, did you know this? And he turned it around. He says, well, yes, you know, but we kind of inherited her Jackie because I had moved her from one agency to a, to this agency because the other agency had the accounts receivable woman embezzling money and stealing from the company. And double charging us time and a half. And so I didn't know the background of this caregiver, but my dad liked her. So I moved her and another lady had already moved into this other agency. So I just moved Claire to this other agency. I would assume, of course, they'd do a background check. And I would assume that they are vetted to take care of our loved ones. Don't you think when you hire a home care agency?
0: right i mean it it- it's always such a, so baffling to me like the the difference between you know opening a nursery school or a you know a care a, a an after school you know child care center whatever the case may be you have to be vetted you have to be licensed you have to be you know there's all kinds of regulations you can be shut down you can be arrested you know and 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 it really speaks to ageism because you know, it's like these are our precious children, which they are, but these are our precious elders, yes. And they're not being treated like that. And 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 it's and it's uh, it's absurd that there's no regulating body for home care, and it's such a lucrative business. Yes. On top of the the fraudulent activity, like set aside the fraudulent activity, it's super yep. lucrative, and 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 I'm right to say that Medicare. is is taking care of a lot of those payments, right? So that's federal money. Yes. And that's only... where. why aren't they overseeing that? Because I'll tell you
2: why, Jackie, because it's CMS and they don't care. They just check off the boxes. Check off the boxes. It's easier just to check off the boxes and go on down the road. Who knows? Who cares? And go on. Now, you touched on something, Susie, um, and what I'm working on, for legislator, is including daycare, teen facilities, disabled, and senior care. Why? Because that would hit the newspaper some. There was a man at a teen juvenile delinquent teen facility, and then he moved from there to go to a daycare facility, and then he was uh, picked up for molestation of a three-year-old toddler girl at the daycare. Well, how was he at... The daycare when he'd been at the team facility before, and had he not been, you know, maybe some of this doesn't come up. Maybe the background checks, of course, maybe doesn't bring up something. I don't know, but that's where you got to raise the bar on the caregivers or raise the bar on the quality of care, which comes in. Well, into- right. I mean, yeah. bad things are going to happen, but but we do the we do what we can to mitigate most
0: mm-hmm. of them, right? That's what that's yes. what the goal. So, it, yes. but if you have nothing in place. Then then it's it's really just, you know, like you said, it's it's like it's it's, the wild west it's like the wild, wild west.
1: It is. I mean we have plumbers come into our homes that are bonded and licensed. We we have you know, it's like that's what Point people eight. you know companies advertise we're bonded and licensed, plumbers, construction people, things like that or We're just coming into your home for a day right. or two or whatever it is, not taking care of anyone, just and taking these, care of your plumbing. I
0: know and these people so. are bathing your loved ones. They are feeding your loved ones and yes. and and now i'm i'm just going to say this number out loud because it's it's disgusting and despicable but it's like it from your book it's 37 billion dollars is stolen each year oh, from financial exploitation Absolutely. of seniors Absolutely. and that's Absolutely. from the consumer financial protection bureau so that's a fact and yes. that is and the fact that they are getting away with this and it's again it's just it 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 comes down to Oh, well, that happens. Oh, well, well it happens. Yeah. Because well, what can you do? No one's really caring because it's no skin off their nose, no. and it just costs more and takes more time to investigate.
2: Am I right or am I wrong? Well, look, doesn't everything boil down to money? Yes. So, okay, even, even your CNAs, I don't know, how, how much are your CNAs being paid uh, in California
1: maybe Between, i think they just you know maybe 18 17 to 18 an
0: hour. to 19 dollars with no with no benefits, benefits. No. and no. um yeah and 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 being overworked yes with too much too many people they they have too many people to care for and so they are burnt out or and or having moral injury, you know, and, um, and so we've had an exodus
2: of, of caregivers, care, care, you know, providers. Well, and, and, and there is a difference. So I was asking about your CNAs, uh, CNAs in a facility here, maybe any start at 13 to $15 an hour, possibly these caregivers though. And this is the difference. People, a caregiver is not a nurse's aide. A caregiver is there for companionship, to help, to assist, to possibly clean and cook a little bit, but they are not a nurse and they not they are not even a CNA. No, they are just sorry, they are just caregivers. So, our caregivers in the state of Arkansas may make 10 to 12, 13 dollars an hour while the agency makes around $22, $25 an hour. Wow. And in Florida, it may be $15, $16 an hour, while the agency makes $35 an hour. So there's a huge sure. gap here. And it's like, who would want to work? Anyway, who would want to work for $12 an hour or under a going rate, uh, wage at McDonald's at Walmart or someplace and and getting a hiring bonus instead of working, sitting with an old person all day long and watching the restaurants with them and they're going to be gripey and you got to clean them up sometimes or something, but you don't get paid a whole lot, but Hey, maybe you feel entitled. And so you start looking around their house to see what you can get and start manipulating them to see how much money you can get from them. It happens that easy. Right, right.
0: I mean, I know that, you know, before my mom went into a home, when I had her in my house and before we had the caregiver that you saw in my film, my mom and the girl, who was like yeah. our family, and yeah. I was trying to, I was using people to help me from agencies. Yeah. First of all, at the, the first couple that came had no experience with Alzheimer's at all, and and one of them was like, came. She was super nice. And then the, before the night was over, she goes, I'm out of here. This is too hard. I was like, what? What do you mean you're out of here? I need you. What are you doing? Where are you going? You know, and she was like, I'm.
1: You had told the agency your mother had Alzheimer's. They, so they sent somebody in theory who was, you know, have done dealt with that before. But no, not at all. Not at, And literally left. It was night. It was like 8 o'clock at night. And she says, I'm done.
0: I called the agency. I was like. Your, your caregiver just left. And my mom was, wasn't a bitch. My mom was, you know, so she had probably, you know, sundowners or whatever. And she was probably being a little bit agitated. And she was like, I can't, I can't, which is fine. But it's like, you're, you're sending this woman to, to, I'm depending on her. Yes. Yes. And you can't. She just,
2: <laughs> she just left. Just <laughs> left. No, no, that 16. that happened with um, uh, a, a girl named Kelly, and she was she was kind of a funky girl. She had dreads, and Dad liked her, and she cooked a good omelet and this and that. And she was around for maybe four or five months, and then I was on the phone to her, and it's like, and then I was on the phone to my, I, I was out, and I said, "What?" She she left, and it's like I gotta go. You know, I mean, all was like, this this girl left. She left. And it's like. And left your dad alone? Yeah, left him alone. Yeah. So, so alone.
0: It's just crazy to me. So, what in terms of your advocacy? So, I know it's state to state, but yes. but because you know anybody over sixty five is uh, is you know going to be on Medicare, and that is federally funded, and yeah. and we pay for that. That is comes yeah. out of how much we make through oh, our life, God. right? So how, how do you think, like, what is your, what are you going to propose to, to Congress, to, to, or to your state, you know, to say, this is what, you know, is that an angle that you're going to take to say, you know, where are you guys? Like we shouldn't
2: be having to do this. I have been working three years on a couple of local legislators. And let me, tell you the process in any state i spoke with a lady in california the other day she's trying to get a hold of one of her state senators i said no 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 you have to go to your house of representatives first so the house of representatives have smaller districts than the senators the house of representative man that i was working with is now a state senator being in real estate i had a lot of real estate locations for him to put his sign out to advertise for him to become, you know, a House of Representative and then a state senator and his sister's got ALS. Hey, we can relate. We need some help. And then he's in office and he's just is okay. Thank you very much. I'm he's gone. Whatever. So that's fine. What I who I was in contact with the last six months though is our Arkansas Association of Alzheimer's. Policy maker. His name is David Cook. So he and this particular legislator got a law passed about requiring law enforcement to take a couple of uh, continuing education classes when they're renewing, I guess, their license in law on how to deal with people with Alzheimer's. That's awesome. So, yay! But it's because I found. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, the the Alzheimer's Association. AARP, they keep changing people. I haven't gotten anywhere there. So I am working with this David Cook of the Arkansas Alzheimer's Association. He's got my book. He's got more stories. I keep sending him because stories are never ending. More people are coming to me about what to do and everything. And so I am requesting... And it's got to go through a family committee first. It's got to go through a committee. Then it goes through the House to get the support of the House. And then it would pass the Senate. And then it would become law. So that's the process. And it may take a year. It just had a session last fall. Now we're going to be into a physical session. So it may be another year. But I will. This is my sole mission is to get this law passed to have all caregivers of humanity to be fingerprinted or fingerprinted Metted. yeah fingerprinted and it's called FBI ratback it's an ongoing real time background check and how did i find out about that oh i was renewing my broker's license in the state of texas and i got to fill out extra documentation about fbi ratback and it's ongoing real time background check yeah, okay, whatever. And it's like, what is this? And why did this happen? Oh, so in Texas, I guess there were a lot of realtors uh, who'd been in jail. and What? And <laughs> doing real estate transactions, dealing with the public out here. So the Texas Real Estate Commission got this implemented. Okay, great. How about we get this implemented for caregivers? How about yeah. nature? How about for anybody? who cares for anyone on a one-to-one basis to be FBI Rap back on time, ongoing real-time background check. So if Missy Missy is up in Vegas and gets picked up for meth dealing in Vegas and she's going to go back to the nursing home to go work, it's not that your state department, it runs through your state police. They're not going to do anything, but they would notify their current employer. Hey, uh, living facility, did you know Missy was picked up last week for meth? So then the owner, the the employer would know. The employer would know. Otherwise they're gonna take their sick leave, vacation time, get it done, and they're still dealing meth or doing meth outside the living right. Okay, let me
0: ask you a question just plain devil's advocate. So let's Mm -hmm. say you that gets enforced, that gets, you know, that policy comes into the your your <clears throat> it becomes a state policy, huh? and so so Missy gets picked up for meth, yeah. and then they they alert the agency that she works with, and the agency goes, oh okay, thank you very much, but they still
2: send her out to homes. Can cool. they do that? I guess they could still do that. They would know. Yeah.
1: And, and then what's the recourse? Yeah, what's what's your recourse <laughs> after, let's say, yeah, you find is, all that out, and they they knew, now what? <laughs> if yeah, the law's not going to back it up, that's where oversight, yeah.
2: Law.
0: That's it. On a lesser level, and some people might say it's the exact same level, I kind of think it is, only it's not human beings. But when, you know, I lost, I one time, for the first time I was on a festival circuit with my film, and I had to leave my Yorkie, my beloved Yorkie with a company called rover dot com because we were having a heat wave and, and it was in and the uh film festival was in Palm Springs, so it was going to be in the triple digits, so i wasn't going to bring her because it was way too hot, and she had a collapsed tracheo as Yorkies do long story short the rover dot com you guys said. You know, their advertising is that, you know, these are all, you know, excellent people and, and these is, this is their vocation. And the woman that I picked, you know, her profile said she was experienced with, with older dogs and giving medication, yada, yada. My yeah. dog died less than 24 hours in her care. And what I came to find out was that none of their uh, dog sitters were vetted. Or bonded, or checked, or background checked. None of them were. So it was just if you wanted to put your profile on rover.com, you can do it. So, and I'm not talking out of school, listeners, because they, you know, here CBS News did a story on on me and two other families who had similar things that happened with rover.com. And so they're still in business. They're still in business and and I'm sure that there's a lot of really good sitters that do are incredible and but but the, the fact is is that when you have a company that represents themselves as as an aggregator of, of these kinds of services, you you just assume that you're in good hands because you didn't go
2: on Craigslist right. right 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 yes and and to further that conversation um i have used care.com and care.com is a nationwide same thing uh pet care uh senior care children care uh, some other errands or something like that i used them one time for this elderly gentleman before he put his wife into the home and um it worked out okay for the reason i say okay Um, uh, on behalf of him. Um, He's 86, she's 84, she's got Parkinson's. We're looking for somebody to come in twice a week to do some cooking, cleaning, companionship, um, and experience with somebody who's got Parkinson's. And so some people would show up on screen and this and that and everything. Okay, we're offering to pay $18 an hour, which is more than an agency would pay anybody else. And I found this lovely lady who had come from California here in Northwest Arkansas, and um, I got her, you know, we, we spoke by phone. Um, she knew I was going to do a background check on her, which we did for extra money. Um, I did call her reference in California. She'd been taking care of a quadriplegic a couple years earlier or something, and she worked out great for a few months until he had to put her his wife into a home. So it worked out. On the other hand, that yes i've heard other stories about care.com you cannot ever be too careful you know there's nobody to talk to at care.com it's it's you hire the person you fire the person right <laughs> right it's so they're
0: just aggregating and they it's it's really a, a platform for people yeah. to go to and and they don't take responsibility for You know, the services, it's like, here you go. This is a one stop shop where you can go and find people that, and then it's on you. It's be, you know, it's be, you are, you are, it's incumbent on you as the customer to do exactly what you did, Jackie, which is to do the background check, to do the interviews, to do everything, because you can't assume that, that ever that anybody is, is, you know, just sight unseen, go right for the job. No. And so
2: which is which is so scary. It's yeah. very scary. It's something that comes to mind and why why I did my book is you know, and, and the same with you, Susie, with your background, you were filming, you were documenting. I was documenting um things going on, I was documenting so much, I was documenting, I was making copies of the care sheets and this and that I was getting I was getting into the company's business because I was picking up, I eventually started picking up the care sheets and started highlighting you know, this box is blank and this is, you know my dad's constipated, well he's in the hospital why? Well, gee, he's got pecan pie, pork chops and corn on the cob what do you think? I mean, I'm not in this business, but what do you think? you know, and you know, I was getting in their business and it got to the point what, what the reason I did my book was I had so much documentation. It's like, okay, other people would just say, I am so glad that chapter of my life is over. I'm glad it's done. Close the book and go on. But when I started realizing it's not just me, it's, it's all these other adult children out here that we're dealing with the same problems in the, Same problems, different places, whatever, and, and COVID and all these people, they're not qualified to take care of our loved ones. They are not. When you, of course, assume, Hey, if you're going to use a realtor, you know, you assume the realtor should know something about real estate, you know, we should. So, you know, that's, and you know, you do your film business. That's what you do. I expect you to do the best you can do because that's your business. You hire a home care agency. You put your mother in a in a in a home. You expect them to take the best care of humanity because that's their business. It's really simple. It should be simple as that. It's, I no. agree. I
0: agree. I agree. Um,
1: so, but what a a big question. oh I was going to say there's yes. a, there's a huge question, and then maybe it's too big, uh, which is I'm I I need. I need to to hire somebody. What are the red flags? And I know there's no way to guarantee anything, but how do we mitigate the risk when we start to go out and and start looking for someone to take care?
2: Okay. What you need to do, interview at least three agencies or five, eight individuals... I'm saying now bypass the agency, hire direct. But if you've got to hire an agency or hire direct, ask the person if they mind having a background check. You can conduct a background check. Ask about their record. Ask ask them, what would you do if my dad had a temper tantrum and threw a glass of milk on the floor? How would you respond to that? Or... How would you respond if my mother says there's people in her house and this little girl keeps running around the room in here? How do you respond to that? And that was a very good qualifying question because I was asking that of some of these people for this um, Parkinson's lady. And somebody said, oh, well, that's just not real. You know, we won't look at that or something. Well, it is real. It is real to them as you and I speaking, That's right. And it doesn't matter if it's nothing to argue about. This other lady who's in a home right now, she would say, well, how's your dad? And I say, he's fine. He's out there checking the cows and he's going to go fishing tonight. He's been dead for four years. Does it matter to her? I mean, just go along no. with it. That's right. the correct answer. So yeah. those are kind of some flags there. Also, Don. hmm. I felt, I felt grateful. And so, ooh, I once, I won a pot of money of 60 bucks one night at a, at a, at a elk club or something. And Claire came by and I said, Hey, here's your an extra 30. Oh, really? I'm well, going, yeah, here, in, in, enjoy. I really appreciate your help. And she took the money. She's employed by the agency. They're not supposed to accept money oh, she shouldn't have accepted money from me. Okay. Right. And so that, I didn't know. I was just grateful that, and and that's part of the story, and that something else is Claire, one, she showed up. Two, she showed up on time. Three, she was engaging, had a bright smile, and it's like, oh, she's fantastic because when I hired, you know, before, even through the agency, the same agencies, somebody would show up. They might show up late. They might not show up. You know, so I was really excited. And this woman, I felt like I had a new best friend. But, you know, it's Thank all you. a freaking business. It's a business. I did not keep her at arm's length because I was just so excited that she took care of dad. Dad liked her. Dad liked her. Dad liked her, dad liked her a lot later. Yeah. <laughs> not fight that either. So, you know, to answer your question, Don, those are some flags. Say, so, you know, if you do hire them and you want to give them an extra $50 and they are employed by an agency, see if they accept it or not. Hmm. So, that that would be one. So, yeah. you're checking on their yeah. honesty, you're
0: checking on yeah. their on their, you know, education and experience yes. because, you know, at at the very least, they should be experienced. in And, you know, like whether you have Parkinson's, dementia, any of the dementias, Alzheimer's, a lot of those kinds of behaviors that we're not used to yeah. are very, very common. Yes. And if you don't know how to deal with them, if someone's seeing something and having a hallucination and seeing... There's a little fire in the corner. you got to go, I'll get it. Let me get that out right now. And you turn that light off Mm -hmm. or you cover it with a piece of paper, whatever it is. So if they don't know that, that's just basic. That's That's basic for someone Mm -hmm. who is supposed to be a professional caregiver. Mm -hmm. So if they don't know that, it's not your job, nor do you have time as a family caregiver. it's Obviously, (laughs) if you're paying for someone to come in, to have to educate them. Yes.
2: Yes. And even... My mom, um, which I went, there was a time I was dealing with two different agencies. At the same time, my parents have been divorced 30 years, whatever. They live 30 minutes away. So dad and the deal going on nearby here, and then my mother, and having to spend the nights over there and uh, deal with the different people coming in. And my mom lying there, and it's like, and I'm saying this because it's just so small but meant so much, is she loved watermelon. And the caregiver said, well, she didn't eat anything all day long. I'm going, oh. and But my mom is lying there with the cancer, and I would give my mother a bite of watermelon like the size of my small finger first joint. Not my thumb. But my, I don't know how I know this. And I gave that to my mother. She's, oh, that just tastes so good because it's cool. Cool, yeah. And to do that. And, you know, how do I know this? I don't know how I know this, but you just know this. Good grief. And so that was something that way. The first week with my mother, with this other agency, is when this woman came in. She was coming in late. And she stole my mom's narcotics she stole my mother's narcotics i reported the agency the agency just moved her on to another client slash victim they did not buy her until 45 days later i've got the police report right here yes she admitted she did a written confession she stole my mom's narcotics for her ailing mother-in-law oxycontin she's selling it out there you know and uh no, there there was no recourse for
0: her. <laughs> that's another big problem too. Narcotics is, is is narcotics, and a lot of caregivers that yes. are not on the up and up. Right. That's what another uh, abuse that yeah. happens as well. It is, yes. you know, it it. It goes, you know, look at, we're almost an hour into this conversation and I feel like we just, yeah, yeah, we just started it and it it really speaks to what you call the wormhole of healthcare because it really is a wormhole. And I, you know, I, I, I played whack-a-mole, like there's like wormholes everywhere. And I was playing whack-a-mole for, you know, a a full year last year, you know, and, and I was like so exhausted and so, so sad. And, and so disillusioned Yes. and, you know, and I, I think that it's going to take a, 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 a lot of me's, a lot of you's, a lot of yes. everybody's to yes. make a, a huge collective change because, mm-hmm. and really bang the drum really loud because, loud. you know, just looking at the picture of your dad, your, your sweet dad with yes. those bruises and the stitches and which, you know, listen, people fall, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, it should be treated as, as something terrible. It should be like, you know, very, very, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but maybe the listeners don't, um, falls, falls, bed, bed sores. You know, those are, those are never events. Those should never happen. Caregivers. Those are like, those are, those are for hundreds of years. You know, Florence Nightingale has a list of what is the responsibility of a good nurse. And, yes. and, and one of the things is they, your, your patient should never fall, and your patient should never have a, a bed sore. And they, sh- right? And, and, I mean, that, those are basic things. Yes. Or a UTI. They, yes. they shouldn't have that. So these are never events. And so when they happen, you have to take it seriously and say, what's going on? Good, this is not good care. Right. And you can't let people say to you, like I just said, people fall. Yes. Yeah, they do, but
2: they shouldn't. They shouldn't. They my, shouldn't. That should be dad, the, the minority, but it is the majority. Majority. He had fallen four times in one year under a different inept caregiver, not the caretaker, but he right. fell two a couple times too. But when he fell the fourth time and broke his elbow, and he's like 88 years old, and of course he's a smoker, and I spent that night with him, and I called the agency. Oh. I was removed as his healthcare POA also. Yeah. So that was a whole story. But I call it. You'll have to do a take. We'll have to either
0: everybody read her book, read this Uh, book. Yes. You know, because and get get all those details because the fact that you could be removed as the POA. And that's another thing that happens. And in the documentary, I talk a little bit about it. The fact that, you know, there's a lot of um, intimidation that goes on. Where they, you know, pe- caregivers, family caregivers will be told, you know, you're, we'll report you for abuse. Yeah. We will we'll get we'll get your, you know, loved one as a guardian of the state. We'll take them away from you. And so you have to don't report us. you got to, you know, and basically they feel intimidated. They're intimidating you. If that's happening, you need to go to your adult protective services or, or you know, I I would say ombudsman because most of them are great, but most of them are are toothless. So go to you know your your uh, protective services, your and adult dete- go, go adult protective services,
2: maybe an elder law, elder law yeah. you know.
0: and get 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 them get it on record what's going on because they, you know do not feel intimidated and and if they're intimidating you. That means that they are, they have no scruples. Right. So you be,
2: so best to get ahead of them,
0: right? Yes,
2: yes. I in fact I, I'll dare say, since we are unfiltered, I have a negative review on my Amazon on my book, and it's somebody who's got a vendetta against me. Um, I was removed as my dad's P.O.A. because I was, questioning, making questions of spending $300 in groceries within about eight days for this little skinny man, $300 of groceries that went walking out the door. And I am in fact still in contact with one of the caregivers that was wrongly fired. And I was, that's why I was removed as my dad's POA because I was into the uh, home care agency's business too much. I was making too many questions. And I, I lived like four minutes from my dad. Who else best to take care of my dad than me? To be yeah. so close by. So. Yeah, this oh. is a problem too.
0: This is that's a huge problem. And I trust me, I've talked to to many caregivers who have been intimidated, and and mm-hmm. it's 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 un, you know it's unconscionable, and and that's another thing. So we got a big system that's broken. And we need to, you know, until it gets and fixed, everybody huh? needs to be on their toes and yeah. really know what's going on and educate yourself. Yes. Uh, uh, if they're in a facility, educate yourself. I this documentary I hope will, you know, enlighten everybody as to what's really going on. I'm not I'm not a person that likes to, you know, tell you that the that, you know, I'm not telling you that the sky is falling. That's not me, I'm Pollyanna. No. I wanna this think is everything's real. good. But this is the truth, this is what's going this on. Is it's and it's real and it yes. happens and yes. you know it's ugly. Yes. it's ugly yes ugly yes terrible oh. thank you so much is there anything that we didn't touch on that you
2: wanted to say oh no thank you Susie and Don for bringing the abuse of the elderly to the light the light shines the cockroaches run <laughs> And we, <laughs> we we have to all work together to bring this to fruition. I can't do it by myself. No. you can't do it by yourself. We all have to work together. And there's so many different facets going on out here affecting our seniors that will eventually affect us ten years from now or more if we don't take care of it. We've got to get taken care of by the time we get. 80 years old or whatever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Or just sick. You know, just sick because it's not just old people. It's, you know, I interviewed several people in their 40s and in their 50s. And, you know, if you are beholden to a a facility, you are dealing with the same issues. Maybe a little less of the ageism, but there's going to be the ableism that will just make up for it. So. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Susie. Thank you. There you go. It's the same. It's the same. It's the same fight. Just a different yes. just a different uh, different different Venue. area. Venue. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. it's crazy, right? Like it just seems like it's it's so daunting, but we have to stay positive because I know you know, we need more Jackies, we need more Dawns and Susie's and, <laughs> and all my, all my caregiver advocates out there, our Ellen's and our, and our, uh, Elizabeth's and Christina's and they know who they are. Yes. Um, you know, there's so many of us out there and we just, it's in it, but we can't do it alone if we really need, we need a, we need a freaking gigantic village. We need a, we need well, yeah. a country. <laughs>
1: Yes, because every day we find out that there's more and more, and now this is just another arena. I mean, it's in the same world in a different right. arena that's, exa- like you say, exactly the same, and it all, yeah. you know, in the long run comes down to money, as we found yeah. out. It's uh,
0: Follow the money. Uh,
1: and, uh, but yeah, you know what? We've got to try to remain positive.
0: We have to remain positive, positive because, and we have to just keep, keep putting one foot in front of each other. And, and and do yep. the best that we can do, you know, and just we have to do it. There's nothing more important. There really isn't.
1: And that's why we're doing the documentary, No Country for Old People, which, by the way, you know, our shameless plug, uh, we are still looking for people to help, uh, you know, help financially so we can finish this we're thing. We're halfway through. And we have, half- a, we have a wonderful GoFundMe. And, and you can go to the uh, National Consumer Voice for…
0: Quality… Long-term care. It's a it's a mouthful, but they do so much. They do so much, and they're our fiscal sponsor. You can go there. We get more money if you if you if you go directly there. We don't have to pay GoFundMe <laughs> their their percentage. This is how desperate we are. We're we need to get to the finish line. This movie's going to be impactful. It's going to be powerful. We we give you our word on that. I mean, we are in the groove and we are making it happen. So we're very, very, very proud of it. We have over seventy five incredible interviews. I know if you listen to us, you've heard this before, but it doesn't matter. We're telling you again because we have a wormhole yes. of care of healthcare that we need to get through and real <laughs> and clean it out. So um, let's do it, and because yes. I love you all. And I love you, Dawn, because the world yes. yep. And I love
1: you, Susan. Thank you. And you know why? Why? That's because love is powerful. Yes. Love is contagious. It is. And love conquers alls. We thank everyone for watching or listening. And uh, please do subscribe and follow and tell people about us. And uh, we will see you next time.
0: Yeah. And also, we also, one other plug, we are on the Whole Care Network. You can find us there. It's going to be great. We're going to be there. So we'll keep you posted. It's all new. It's all new. (laughs) But until then, you know where to find us. And have have a wonderful uh, rest of your day, weekend, night, whatever it is. Bye.